The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. Welcome back. At this time, we change gears. Fire Prevention Week. And we do have uh, special guests to deal with that. Let's welcome to our program Assistant Divisional Fire Officer Dexter Noel. Good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Mr. Otter. I'm um, the Freedom 106 from this month. Well, pleasure to be in your presence this morning. Right. The, we're talking about fire prevention. We cooking safely starts with you. Pay attention to fire prevention. Um, tell us about this, this cooking safety and it's starting with the individual. Well, to start off, our team this year comes directly from the NFPA International Standard Code. They are celebrating 100 years this year in terms of fire prevention, right? Um, the team cooking safety started to pay attention to fire prevention, right? Um, what we realized that for us locally, right, apart from fires being number one cause of fires being electrical, the highest other recorded fires are fires used to cooking and these things in the home, right? So this year we want to zero into our, our, our business community or residential community, bring awareness to them that they are at risk. So we need to pay attention when we cook, prepare food, when we allow children activities, entrance in the kitchen, when even when we leave our elderly, right? because they are the age where they tend to forget at times. So we want to stress this year, cooking safety starts with you. So pay attention to safety, fire prevention. What are some of the things that people need to pay attention to? Right, well, um, we always need to um, be aware and keep a close eye on my cooking. We need to monitor your activities in the kitchen. If you're going to cook for a long duration, you know, you need to set timers, reminders, because sometimes we forget, we put the pot to simmer and we turn our backs and engage in our activities, right? So you can do things like set timers to help you monitor and remember that you are indeed cooking, right? You must clear the cooking area and make sure there's no combustibles around the stove that is unnecessarily left unattended. Simple things like turning your pot handle inwards to avoid bouncing. Your children on our way, maybe one hold a hand to pull it down. So these are some of the some of the um steps you can take, you know, to prevent fire. However, have, have a fire lid, right? In case there's an oil spill fire, so that you can easily cover down the fire while you're taking off the stove, right? Um learn things like never use water in fires, oil fires especially when you are cooking. Because this black water tends to propagate the fire even more. So these are some simple tips we want to stress on during this fire prevention. Uh, these things would seem like common sense. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't want to trivialize the thing, eh? But I mean, like, really and truly, we need to we need to tell people some of these things that you're talking about here. Is is the situation that bad that people just aren't aware of some of these simple things that you need to have a campaign to educate them about it? And 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 how how prevalent are issues related to fires as a result of cooking? All right. 
It is it's, it is simple and true by, by its nature. Yes, it is very simple. And um, we should, I don't think, take things very lightly. Very lightly. Just recently in Shogona's central area, there was a little child who put on a pot of hot peas and was pulled to death. So it's not to say that we're not aware, but sometimes we drop our guard and we allow these trivial things to slip in the way and not take precaution when we need to. For example, we have our elderly, sometimes they're in a home by themselves and they're going to have Alzheimer's. They tend to forget, they, they leave pots on fire, right? Even recently, one of my colleagues had mentioned to me that her mom, 80 something years, very independent, right? Um, very independent and at most times very collective, right? And she left a pot boiling egg that the pot actually burned to ashes. So sometimes, you know, we have to we have to go out there as members of the fastest and remind the population that these are serious issues and it's not to be trivialized. It's not to be trivialized. This year alone, we have about 13 deaths by fire, 13 to 15 deaths by fire, which is really unacceptable. And in this modern age of technology, and you have proper smoke detectors and alarm systems, why are we still having so much? unnecessary fires. So we want to take the opportunity to sensitize the public about this and to take every step to educate them that they can be aware and they can reduce the likelihood of any fire being caused from cooking in the kitchen. In in the in the experience or let's just let's take this year for example, in some of the cases that you've come across, um what contributed? Were, were people caught up in, in doing other things? Were they just um, not paying attention, or, or, or what, what, what happened? Because I'll be honest with you. I mean, um, I understand accidents do happen, and the case with the child tripping over—that was a freak accident that that resulted in that child's death. But some of the others that you're telling me about, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around how some of those things could actually happen. I'm not saying that they don't, eh? because you would obviously have documented evidence to suggest that they do. But so what going on? People on Facebook and or or or, or, or on the phone or the sleep away or what what what's taking well, place? We um from a fire prevention point of view, we do not really enter determine for um intent, right? So to speak. However, we we do recognize that a lot of fire starts off when people because we are tired, sometimes we leave to go to early, we leave to come, we back home, it's already dark. We have to prepare for the next day. So a lot of people cook in the night and prepare overhand. Most of the time we are tired and we actually fall asleep. We put it on there and we fall asleep, right? So we, we met numerous occasions that situation like those things took place, that people actually fall asleep. And you are right at time we put on the TV, start watching TV and again, we, we forget. It's only human being, and yes, we ought to be a little more cognizant, but the reality is because of the demand on us in society, our travel distance to work, the amount of hours spent in traffic, all these things um, diminish our awareness, even when we are home, when we're home and we relax, it diminish our, our ability to, to be collective 100% of the time. And at times, due to tiredness, we fall asleep, and it results in fire in the home mm. and loss of life. Yeah. We need to take a couple of messages, but when we get back, we'll start dealing with some of uh, either the preventative measures or some of the measures that, unfortunately, people will never have to use reacting 
in the event that there is a fire as a result of cooking and something going wrong. With us here this morning, ladies and gentlemen, a special guest as we speak about uh, Fire Prevention Week and cooking safety that starts with you, Assistant Divisional Fire Officer Dexter Noel. Stay with us. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. 15 minutes before 9. We are speaking fire prevention. Cooking safety starts with you. Pay attention. And with us this morning, our special guest, Assistant Divisional Fire Officer Dexter Noel. Before we went to the break, I was suggesting that there are let's let's give people the nitty gritty of uh, some of the do's and don'ts. And I know that you mentioned a few of them in when we began the discussion. But let's let's drill down. Um, cooking is is a rudimentary task for many people. Um, it happens every day, numerous times for the day. And looking at this little flame that comes out of a stove, one does not necessarily think that it's dangerous. Apart from the fact you touch it, you get burned. But other than that, we don't necessarily, far too many of us, the wider population, associate a cooking fire on a stove as something that can burn down your house or cause you serious harm. But obviously it is. So what are some of the do's and some of the don'ts when persons approach a stove? Uh, thanks, John, very much for going out in depth in my head. For me, it might be easier. And you're right, it's, it's a very simple task for most Trinidadians. As you all know, we like to cook. We spend a lot of time with friends and family cooking and having a swell time. But we, we cannot forget that, as you're rightly pointed out, that this simple fire has devastating effect if we do not manage it, right? So while cooking, we, we overlook basic facts, right? That always keeping a close eye on what you are cooking, right? Um, you, you do ever take it for granted, hey, you put a lot of in the fire, you know, you put sufficient water, and it will take about 10 minutes to cook. No, we always have to be aware or be aware and cognizant that fire, we cannot always pray how fire acts. And the simple, simple things can cause fire to behave differently. So always keep a close eye on what you're cooking. Don't take your eye off it, especially when there are children around. You always need to be monitoring your cooking activities. Right? As I said earlier, yes, set timers, the monitors you have to remember when you're cooking longer meat, when you're pressuring meat. Or you have me simmering. No, you take set timers. Right? So you'll know the timer will go off next 10 minutes. I need to check the spot. Next 15 minutes, next five minutes. Whatever your duration is, set timers so you always remember, yes, I have a pot on the stove. Right? So these are two major steps, simple steps that we can use to help keep us away, right? That we are cooking. And then I want to say, Clearly, cooking area, as mentioned before, remove all combustibles, stable cloths, anything that can catch a fire very easily, paper towels, heat, heat transfer of heat, radiation, right? So we need to make sure that our area is clear of all combustible. Even our stovetops, at times, we are a little delinquent, and we forget to clean our stovetop properly. And sometimes, you know, you cook and hear the boil over on the stove. Especially when you're boiling rice or, or pasta, you hear boil over on the stove. And if there are grease 
grease build up on the, the, the top of the stove itself, these can lead to fire spread, can propagate fires. So we need to be very careful and make sure our cooking area is clean and tidy at all times. Pot mm-hmm. handles, we overlook the issue of pot handles. We are using the front burners and we, we leave the pot handle to over to the front of the stove, right? It would be wise that to turn the pot handle inwards so there will be very little chance of you accidentally bouncing the pot handle. That, that will cause a reduction in spools and, and scrollings, which we know those type of bones are, are predominantly basics that happen regularly, school and burning. Even not from fires, you get from touching hot electrical items, hot water in a, a cup, you drink a hot water, you get school in tongue. So we want to reduce all these, all these possible accidents. So a simple tip again is to turn your pot handles toward the back of the stove. You reduce the chance of spillage of hot food, mm-hmm. right? If you know you have children in your home, right? We, we advise that you create a, a safety zone, right? Keep the children away or out of the kitchen completely if it's possible, right? Set up little barriers, right? Um, when you are teaching your, your young children to use the stove, because we know as, as we go to work, and sometimes the, the younger ones, the, the teenagers are there with the, the, the younger ones, they, they will want to light the stove. So you need to take time with the children, develop a safe attitude in the kitchen with them, show them the proper way of using the stove, how to light it, you know, and make sure that we monitor these activities sometime before we allow them to even demonstrate it on their own. So, you know, these are another steps to keep children safe. So, a lot of times, children are left unattended at home. And it's not because we want to, but because the demands of society and, and our jobs and all the other pressing activities are, are causes us to leave them unattended. Right? It's not ideal, but it do happen. So, we have to make sure that our children are properly educated on how to use the kitchen, how to light the stove, and steps to take that should something happen while they are in the kitchen. Hmm. Not to raise our alarm as soon as possible, right? Contact some um, some elderly and know to evacuate the kitchen. They are not to try to, uh, or even attempt to fight the fire or extinguish the fire on their own, right? Keep porcelain nearby. A porcelain is something only. I would prefer to use the wood um, the baking stone. You know, a lot of you make all the roti on and all the salad bacon. You keep a, a baking stone on top, so you have a, a, a grease fire, right? It's easy to slide that lid on the, on, on the pot or whatever we are using, and that will help suppress the fire while we turn off the gas, right? So this is another simple, simple little tip that we are sharing with the public that they be aware of what they can do, especially for grease fires. While you are this size, you should also know never use water to try to extinguish a, uh, a grease or oil fire. Right? And I said earlier, water helps propagate the fire. So you will not use a, a water type extinguisher to try to extinguish a grease fire. Ideally, we should be using something like a, a dry chemical powder or probably a carbon dioxide extinguishers, right, to extinguish these fire. And as I'm talking about extinguishers, um, this is one area that even as an organization, we should have to be able fast we recognize that there's no real legislation, right, that, that directs 
or, or demands that a householder have extinguishers or even smoke detectors in, in their home, the detectors, right? So this is an area that probably we will have to look into the future to get legislation to inform and to enforce. Well, I don't want to use the word strong word enforce, but that will have people become more equipped, more, put more safety measures in their homes so they could, to prevent losses of property and even death by fires. So these are some of the basic steps we would like to see people practice on a more daily basis. And even from a, a housing agency aspect with the um, in the chain house, you see a lot of them are putting extinguishers in the house. They are putting smoke detectors, heat detectors, right? So these are some of the steps even the HECs are, 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 are adopting to try and reduce fires in the home. And more so, I will say, kitchen fires. Mm. And this we're going to have to leave us here this morning, but it's definitely valuable information. As, as, as arbitrary as it may seem to some, uh, there are circumstances that crop up and we need to know well, number one, how to what we should be doing to prevent those instances, and in the event that they do happen, how we treat them. I want to thank you for being with us here this morning, Assistant Divisional Fire Officer Dexter Noel, and imparting that information, that advice to our listeners. Thank you once again for being with us. Uh, thank you very much for having me. The best insight, instant feedback, accountability. The all-new Talk Radio Freedom One Hundred Six Point Five.